0: at WolfRoofing.net. Kaitlyn Clark moved into second place all-time among NCAA women's scoring leaders with 35 points in last night's win at Northwestern. She now trails Kelsey Plum by 103. The final head coaching vacancy in the NFL is being filled today as the Commanders are hiring Dan Quinn, who is the Cowboys' defensive coordinator. The Chiefs continue preparations for Super Bowl 58 against the 49ers. DraftKings line is the Chiefs' a two-point underdog. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Thursday... Bubba's boneless wings are half price. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three
1: KXNO. Our number two, welcome back, Miller and Combs in Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO. With you until 1 o'clock, Trends plays of the Day coming up. So is Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. More on the uh, Super Bowl uh, with Frank Schwab from Yahoo at about 12.40, 12.45, somewhere in that time frame. But let's talk some Hawks, shall we? David Eicholt kicks off our number two, HawkeyeInsider.com, and he joins us. Hello, David Eicholt. How are you?
2: Doing all right, guys. It's 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 Thursday. We're nearing the end of the week, so that's always a good thing. Indeed, but, it is. Uh, you know, we're hanging in there, and it's nice to have the ninety day saga behind us. <laughs> it it
1: indeed is over, but it was good. You must have had some decent content in that ninety day. Once football ended, um, you know, you still had you know, get people coming to your website. What do you know? Reaching out on Twitter, etc. So there was still that interaction. But Tim Lester's the guy. Um, I don't think it was warmly embraced, maybe, when the announcement was first made. I think folks are starting to come around a little. What's kind of the pulse of your board at HawkeyeInsider.com when it comes to Tim Lester?
2: Well, it was like a full Homer Simpson nuclear meltdown, right, when you know we broke the story that he was getting hired. I, I think people are starting to come around to the idea. I mean, I, I personally, I think, kind of talked myself into it. I think it makes sense on some level. I still would have probably preferred Kevin Johns, but you know Tim is a guy where I think it ultimately came down to this. He has a modern grasp of how football's played, but he respects the way Kirk Ferentz wants to run his program. And I think that's a really big deal. I think Lester is a little bit of an experienced play caller. He has had coaching experience, which I heard Turk really, really likes, that he has a big picture. And You guys have talked about Kirk Ferentz forever, right? Mm-hmm. He's just always such a big picture guy. But Tim Wester, I think when you look at the biggest struggles for Kirk Ferentz's offense throughout his tenure, I think it comes down to two things. One, is quarterback development. You just don't see guys getting better and better year after year. A lot of the times their first year starting is their best year, or they just sort of plateau. And just developing wide receivers and getting wide receivers mm-hmm. in the football. Tim Wester is more of a run guy, but I also think he operates a lot of a shotgun, a lot out of the pistol. So is Iowa going to be under center as much as we've seen in recent years? Is Hayden Large going to have a substantial role next season at fullback since he's coming back? We don't know. But I also think that Iowa has pieces in place to at least take some steps forward. It's impossible and quite honestly inexcusable not to take some steps forward uh, this season. So while I would have preferred Johns, I don't think this is – a kind of all pa- hit the panic button, it's all over type ordeal, deal, and I think people are starting to come around to that idea as well.
3: Yeah, I think we're seeing more and more of that too, and John's just had an extensive background in a bunch of different places, different kind of systems. The intriguing element, and I'm sure you are not alone as a lot of people have watched a lot of those clips that are up on Twitter of him explaining the RPO system, mm-hmm. uh, the ability, though he didn't do it much at Western Michigan, of using two tight ends, that's incredibly intriguing and the possibility of that there. The big question that we obviously don't know and probably won't know until <laughs> August, September, how much leeway, how much flexibility is he going to have? It's just a guess, but take your guess right now, <laughs> Ike Kolt, of how this looks.
2: Oh, man. I think he'll be a healthy mix. I don't think he'll be one all-in Kirk Ferentz's system, and I don't think he'll be all-in in Tim Lester's system that he wants to run. I think that makes the most sense. And you're right. I don't think we'll know because Iowa's starting quarterback probably won't be 100% healthy mm-hmm. until yeah. July. I mean that's the other part. He's missing all of spring. I mean, Cade is recovering well. He's on track, but this is a guy who really hasn't played healthy, substantial football. Eggs in one basket with Cade and just the level of quarterback play that we saw last year. Because it's not only inexcusable at the Power Five level, it's inexcusable in all Division One college, high level football.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. So McNamara won't be able to do anything
2: in in the spring at all. I don't know that fully, but I will tell you it's not going to be like contact. He won't be doing full drills. I don't even know how much seven-on-seven he'd be throwing. So I have not really inquired about that yet. But from what I've been told, he's likely not going to be fully cleared in 100% Mm -hmm. until probably the later part of summer. Uh,
1: And when do you guys get, Lester? Do we know yet when the introductory press conference is going to be? Pretty late in the week now. Early next week, David, is that what your best guess is, or do you know?
2: Yeah, it's going to be early next week. We don't have an exact day. I anticipate we'll be getting an email. Probably maybe it'll be a Friday news dump or a Friday kind of release. But from what we've been told, we will be getting Tim Lester early next week. And at that point as well, I do, you know, maybe I'm just projecting and hoping here. Maybe we'll have some clarity on the wide receiver position as well.
3: All signs point to John Budmeyer. We talked about that one weeks ago. Um, I know at least a couple of wide receivers. That wasn't exactly a glowing endorsement that I heard for John Budmeyer taking over there. What have you heard? I mean, is it a foregone conclusion that Bud's going to be the guy at wide receiver?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised if he was not at this point. And, you know, maybe I'm hitting the panic button here, but and with all due respect to John Budmeyer, and he's still a young guy, he knows football. I, I think it's an incredibly disappointing hire. Now he could prove us wrong if he ends up being the guy, but I just don't know how you don't go out there and try to get somebody with at least some sort of resume. You're in a Power Two conference. You could steal a wide receiver coach mm-hmm. at some other program if you gave him some leeway. Now, to be fair, the wide receivers did get better the second half of the year, and from what I've been told, John budmeyer has been the de facto wide receivers coach mm-hmm. as well over the past few weeks. So it's you know he's not going in there fully blind, but uh, it, it's it, to me it's a tough sell for me. Now could he succeed? Absolutely. But given how bad Iowa's production has been at wide receiver, not sending guys to the NFL, Tim Lester has at least some sort of resume for getting those kind of under-the-radar guys and developing them. And, of course, maybe some of them transfer away. Thank you, Jay and Reed, for being a Green Bay Packer. I appreciate you. <laughs> he was under Tim Lester at one point as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's, it's a tough sell for me, and I think it will be for a lot of other people as well because John Budmeier was brought in to help Brian Ferentz, the quarterback, and to be the special assistant the head coach. And what have we kind of seen there over the past couple of years?
1: Mm. Uh, you, you, uh, you guys at twenty four seven have a, a really good transfer portal. I've not looked. Um, is, are there wide receivers still available that would would fit uh, at the at the University of Iowa? There's got to be some still out there, right? That didn't find a home in the first go around.
2: Yeah, so I think it's going to be really interesting. I think Iowa's going to go more so at it when the portal opens back up for that second fifteen day yeah. period. Yep. Because keep in mind, Iowa's last day for enrolling in classes this semester was January 29th. So oh. even if they committed to Iowa, I don't even think they could be on campus or participate in any spring football. So I know Boston College is now open. Uh-huh. Uh, now that he's, you know, halfway left to go be the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator, their leading wide receiver at over 600 yards last year. Uh, Tim Lester did offer him a scholarship. At one point to Western Michigan, so there's at least a little bit of a connection there. They can enter the portal, but again, I, from what I'm aware of, I don't think they'd be able to transfer to Iowa for spring football. So keep an eye on that second portal opening, and there's no doubt that Iowa has to, has to, has to get at least one guy with some sort of experience to complement Seth Anderson and Caleb Brown.
3: A little bit of depth, and some of those young guys, you know, does a Howard, does a Bowie, you know, somebody like that start to emerge, and they definitely are going to need that. Offensive system, passing game, there's a lot to be fixed here. Go back to the last time that they had a big change. It wasn't as big of a change going from Greg Davis into obviously what Brian Ferris was doing. It was a guy that was already there. But when Greg Davis took over, it was a disaster. Vandenberg went from a very good, solid quarterback. Too awful in a season. Do you anticipate, Kirk Ferentz, knowing what he knows and going back to that time period, that this transition is going to be smoother? Or do you anticipate there's going to be some rough moments, at least early on?
2: Yeah, I know people like to say I just, you know, I criticize Kirk a lot. But I also give Kirk a lot of crap for when he changes and he has a big picture mindset. Because keep in mind, another one of those big changes, Trent, was between the 2014-2015 season. And they really did a full reevaluation of the offseason after a really disappointing you know, 2014 season. Look what happened to them. Obviously, they went 12-0. and We don't talk about what happened in the Big Ten Championship or in the Rose Bowl, of course. But they found a way to kind of right that ship. So that's something that stands out to me. I do think that there's going to be a smoother transition. I think Tim Lester being a former head coach at the Division One level, I think that that's going to play a factor. But what also needs to happen, Trent, is the fact that how many times have we heard over the years that when it comes to talented players coming into Iowa system, oh, it takes them two years, it takes them two and a half years to learn this really complex system. If it's that complex, it's not going to work. Simplifies playmaking, spacing, and good quarterback reads while being able to give, you know, your top wide receivers choice routes. Give your quarterback an RPO option give some sort of flexibility and don't call a scrambling quarterback backyard football. If you can do those three or four simple things, that's what's going to help with the transition before Iowa takes the field against Illinois State.
1: Mm. Uh, I I'll Spent a couple of minutes talking uh, some hoops with you here, David Eichold, HawkeyeInsider.com, Miller & Condon, 106.3, KXNO. Obviously, a lot of takeaways from the Indiana loss, right? Uh, yeah, give, give them credit for not only uh, overcoming the 17-point deficit, but actually taking a lead. Now, unfortunately, they couldn't hold it. Um, but boy, oh boy, had to be a tough day yesterday or whenever where they sat down and rewatched the game. Freeman and Cricky could not have enjoyed uh, that period of time when they were um, you know, being coached uh, while they're watching film and realizing that, yeah, they, they, they weren't shooting the ball well, but you know what? A little effort goes a long way when it comes to rebounding and those two bigs combined. Uh, for an unheard of five rebounds in a game, uh, you can't have that.
2: No, you can't. And, you know, we kind of expected Owen Freeman, I don't want to say, to come back down to earth because I think he's going to be an absolutely tremendous player for Iowa. I think he's going to be an all-conference caliber guy. But, you know, you expect him to go through those freshman sort of lulls. But for Ben Cricky, Ben cricky has been so efficient for Iowa this season. I think he's been really good for Iowa. But the rebounding department just hasn't panned out. I mean, you're starting four, played 26 minutes, zero defensive rebounds for Ben Cricky. Mm. That's just inexcusable. Your three offensive boards, but he went one for nine from the field, one of eight from the field. Excuse me, 1-7 of seven from the field in the first half. You need more production out of your post. And with that being said, too, Peyton Sanford continues to show up. I know he didn't hit some threes down the stretch. Tony Perkins is playing like an all-conference guard. If I'm, you know, Iowa Swarm Collective, if I'm Frank McCaffrey, I'm trying to beg Tony Perkins to come back next year because I think he's been one of the best players in the conference, especially over the past four games, averaging 22-4-4. Four, and four. I think Iowa's defense, especially on those corner threes, continues to be a problem. Indiana did end up cooling off only shooting 8 of 22, but they were scorching Iowa in that first half, 5 of 12, and Indiana's a team that only hits five threes a game, so you can't get out tough, you can't get out manned, and you cannot give that much space uh, to non-shooters. And think about Anthony Leal, who came into that game averaging 1.8 points, poured in a career-high 13 against Iowa, also threw in seven boards as well, so... Not a pre day and I don't want to say it's a bad loss because winning in assembly hall is very difficult and for them to come back. But again, down the stretch they just can't get the the buckets and the execution that they need. And somebody else need to step up and help Tony Perkins and Peyton Sanford. They score the first twenty three points of the second half for Iowa.
3: Well, you think it's bad here, it's worse in Columbus as Chris Holtman looks like. He might be looking for might a new be. job after yep. this one. A wounded team coming in. There's still a glimmer of hope, but you got to be hot. You likely have to win three of the next four, maybe all four games because of the gauntlet at the end. Does this team have it in them? Could you see that? Can you envision that actually happening?
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the short answer. But, you know, for Holtman, I mean, upon him, despite how much controversy there is and how much of quote-unquote hot seat he's on, I'm sitting there chilling if I'm Chris Holtman because they signed him to that insane extension. Yeah, His buyout's incredibly high. I'd be counting my hundred dollar bills to the bank and just sort of coasting until I got the free pass to go somewhere else or I got or someone paid my buyout. But for Iowa, it's going to be a bad loss if they come back and lose against Ohio State. Yeah. I need to check their net ranking as of this morning. But Iowa, I believe, has two quad three losses at home. You can't make it three. It, it's just. You have to protect your home court in the Big Ten. This is not a good Ohio State team. They have a couple standouts. Bruce Thorne, obviously, is great. Gale is really good as well. They got some dudes. Uh, but Iowa needs to protect the Alden Court. And I'm just going to say, I think Ben Crickey and Owen yep. Freeman had a really strong bounce back game. I I'm agree. keeping my eyes on them.
1: I'm with you 100%. I think, uh, I hope, uh, that the early in the week was an anomaly. Uh, where I want to go with you is when, when Caitlin Clark signed with Nike, I just assumed there would be a shoe coming, right? Um, it, it just makes so much sense. I'm starting to think that Nike probably did the right thing because I think there's more buzz around her now than there was when they signed Caitlin Clark. I mean, you, you see what it's like at, at Carver. You you watch you, go, you you go on Twitter and you see the little girls lining up and screaming for like like when I was a kid, like the you know they're screaming for the Beatles for crying out loud. <laughs> um, I- now would be the time to drop the shoe line. I think there has to be one coming, isn't there?
2: I would think there's going to be. I'm going to anticipate they're going to wait until, you know, if she ends up going to the WNBA, whatever decision she ends up making, I believe that's probably what they're going to be waiting for. But I'm with you. I was expecting a shoe to come out very early. But, I mean, Adam Rittenberg from ESPN tweeted this last night after the game when he was recording Caitlin coming off the court, and he said, I've never seen a college athlete like this. For as many people were trying to hover around her and get her autograph. Mm -hmm. And that's for a road game. And by the way, That's every single road game Mm -hmm. for women's basketball. I mean, it it really is incredible. I mean, you talk about taking your popularity to new heights. Uh, I'm with you. I think Nike made a smart business decision. I'm sure Caitlin Clark and her camp had plenty to say. And Caitlin, you know, is probably somebody that doesn't have a lot of free time. And for something like Nike, she'll probably want to design the shoes. She'll want to market it properly. And trying to combine that while leading Iowa back to a Final Four and staying focused on the team, it it seems like a pretty – Impossible task, one that I personally would not take on if I'm in her position, <laughs> yeah. so i don't I don't envy her and I, I think she made I think she made a really good decision there, but I'm with you if there's a shoe that comes out over the summer, I don't even want to know what the asking price is probably going to be
1: you, you know what I would love to know um you know darren ravel when 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 a brand pops on television right there that that exposure was worth x to this company. Somebody's got to take this exercise on, and it's going to be a tough slog, I would think. How much has she meant, a to the University of Iowa, b to college women's basketball? Period. Dollar wise, wouldn't you love to know what that figure is?
2: Yeah, because the fact that Taylor Swift brought in what three hundred thirty-two and a half perfect example, yes,
1: yes, something like
2: that. I mean, that's that's absolutely outrageous, and obviously Taylor Swift in a completely different stratosphere. Uh, But Caitlin's probably brought seven, eight digits, eight digits probably worth of worth of money in brands and exposure. I I think it makes a lot of sense. So I'm with you. I think that'd be a really, really interesting uh, sort of stay to see.
1: Yeah, that's a great example. I mean, she, no, she's not Taylor Swift level uh, with what she's brought to the NFL, but I would love to know what she's made, what she's, you know, brought to the University of Iowa when it comes to a dollar figure.
2: Well, I would anticipate her entire camp, by the way. Maybe there's somebody behind the scenes looking at that, and, you know, if she's trying to debate to come back to Iowa next year or not, they'll be like, oh, uh-huh. you know, if you slide over this much money, you know, uh-huh. here's what, you know, our, here's what she's worth. Uh, Maybe that plays a factor. I don't think it'll play a factor, but I'm sure someone maybe in her camp is keeping track of that.
3: Well, as we look forward, it's Big Fox with Maryland. There's still road trips to come against Indiana, Ohio State at the end of the season. Still a lot of great games, but ultimately, this season's going to be judged what happens in the NCAA tournament. And they could win a regular season crown, a Big Ten tournament title up in Minneapolis. But if they get bounced in the second round or they get bounced in the Sweet 16, this will be looked at as a disappointment. What angle? We know Cleveland is the spot for the Final Four this year, a huge contingent a year ago down in Dallas, and if they make it again, you can imagine that a road trip out to Cleveland is going to be immense. They're going back to the well again, though, with just two sites for the Sweet 16 Elite Eight, as they did a year ago. Iowa was out in Seattle. I don't get it. I mean, with the popularity of the sport, the way that it's growing, I understand it cuts costs in just having two venues. This year, Albany and Portland, though, are the two spots... What? A couple of just terrible spots for your Sweet 16 sites.
2: It's a joke. (laughs) I mean, it really is. It's bad. I mean, if you look at down the stretch of the NCAA tournament last year, now granted I cover Iowa, you guys pay attention to Iowa, Iowa State. It seemed like there was so much more buzz around the women's tournament than the men's (laughs) tournament last year. And I'll be honest with you, it's probably going to be like that this year. There's a lot of parity. There's a lot of excitement for women's basketball. So I'm with you. I think it's quite frankly a joke that this is happening and then you look at what's going on with the men's tournament so at least make them not C tier level spots like maybe Portland's a B level tier but come on like what what are we doing but I'm with you and the thing is about a tournament and this is something I'm going to throw out there now because LSU I don't buy is a really good team. No. I, I quite frankly I don't think they're going to be a factor. They have no depth. Haley Van Lith is invisible right now. Are they going to try to split LSU as a four seed? The no. same
1: bracket as Iowa? Uh-huh. could not that be something?
3: Yeah, rig up that bracket and make sure you get that for your sweet 16. <laughs> Wouldn't 16? that be
1: some, Bring some eyeballs to that. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. David Eicholt, HawkeyeInsider.com. David, thank you. A good hit uh, here with us today. We appreciate all of them, uh, and we'll talk in the weeks ahead. Thank you, David. Hey, right, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Yep, you do the same. David Eicholt hawkeyeinsider.com hawkeyeinsider.com so I took your advice I don't know if we were talking on the radio we are doing our TV uh, taking okay. our TV yesterday um, Trying to, you were enhancing your price by including a, a champion South Carolina yes yeah so take the free square <laughs> right so I was I was uh, watching hockey last night because last night was the last night of hockey and mm-hmm. I'm going to have withdrawals until Monday because the all-star <laughs> game doesn't count um, and Vancouver Canucks who's a threat in the West, okay, they made a really good trade and got better. So I log on to my account quickly, 14 or 15 to 1. Depends on where you shop, mm-hmm. and that's not enough for, at this point. So I threw in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So if, if the Canucks win the Cup um, and South Carolina wins, cuts down the net, all of a sudden that 14 to 1 was 35 to 1. Wow. Yes, right? And that's a little bit more in my speed, you know, getting a, getting yeah. a decent price. That's a price is Isn't there. it? I was surprised because, like you, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like
3: South Carolina is a free square when it comes to winning a championship. Yes. Now, they were so good a year ago. They were. Iowa had the perfect game plan. They did. The way they packed it in the play. Later out, coached. Absolutely. Yep. Ran circles around Don Staley. Staley. Yep. But now you have the motivation All right. coupled with a great team. They're great. Yep. You're not going to be able to beat them in the same way. They're going to have... Some kind of scheme to come yep. back at it, right? Yep. And, and I just, I can't just say, I, I hate to say at this point that it's a foregone conclusion. It really feels that way. Yeah. I mean, you look at the futures right now, they're still plus 170, but yeah, you add that to uh-huh. one that you put out there. Well, it's funny you say that because guess what I did last night? What did you do? South Carolina and who? So I had one already with South Carolina, <laughs> the 49ers, and I think it was Kansas. I did it like a month ago. Yeah, too bad you got Kansas on there. So then I did one last night with South Carolina, the Chiefs. And I put UConn in there. And what, is, what does that come back? That is better than 54-1. to 1. That's juicy for those three. Yes. I mean, the Chiefs are one of two teams that could win. Right? We're down to two. That's a juicy, that's a good number. Ten bucks wins $540, $3.50. That's not bad at all, Trent. Because all of, look, UConn is clearly the favorite.
1: Mm-hmm. Clearly the favorite. In yep. my mind, South Carolina seems like a free square. And there's only two teams left that can win the Super Bowl. And you get Patrick Mahomes <laughs> with the one that you chose. I think that uh, I think you're on to something. Mm-hmm. All right, time for another opportunity at a thousand dollar swoosh. Head to kxno.com. Right now, you can enter the nationwide keyword Bonus, bonus is this hour's keyword. Your chance to win $1,000 at kxno.com. Bonus at kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000. All right, we'll do Trent's Plays of the Day next, then get Frank Schwab. He's going to be a few minutes late joining us. So we'll get Frank in about 15 minutes. Trent's Plays of the Day, they're coming up, Uh, but we've got a half hour to go. Miller and Cond before we turn things over to Murph and Andy at 1. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.0
0: Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call one 1- systemscom
3: Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing, like I did, to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate Help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515-225-8866 for a free estimate or go online into the game.
1: Man, our equipment is just dirty.
3: Well, you need to call Washer Systems of
1: Iowa. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Iowa's pressure washer experts featuring Mighty M pressure washers. This is Jeff Egley of Washer Systems of Iowa. Our crew, led by Tony Poff and Marco Solis, can find the power washer to clean your equipment and the heater to keep your garage warm during the cold winter months. Washer Systems of Iowa, 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. An exclusive dealer of Mighty M. Online at washer... Um, ...slash free...
3: The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings, buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny dot
1: com slash
3: pre Steerike believe it or not Baseball and fast pitch season is right around the corner. Now you can become a youth umpire with Iowa U-Triple-S-A sports officials and Central Iowa sports. Be around the game that you love and the greatest part-time opportunity ever where you can make great money. They offer on-field training and no experience required to apply. For more information to get back into the game, Go to IAUSO.com. That's I-A-U-S-O dot And get back. State agent with the Misty Solwich home selling team.
1: I guess you and I, in conjunction with Circa, are going to be out and about on February the 20th. It's a Tuesday night. Uh-huh.
3: To watch Iowa-Michigan State at Wellmans in West Des Moines. Yeah, going to have to lean on my assistant coaches. That's softball night. Uh-oh. but. oh a way to get away for a night—that's all right. Girls will be fine. All right, Coach AJ, Coach Mitch—they got me covered.
1: Got you covered. So yes. we'll be out there doing that. More details coming up uh, on that. Uh, speaking of Vegas, the, the media for the Super Bowl—I guess—pitching a fit that they were put at the Luxor. Well, I would too. Yeah, but you know why they were put at the Luxor? Huh. I think. Um, it's the only place with rooms. Well, that, and and now it's overfilled, and now they're they're uh, putting them in the Excalibur. Now there, I would bitch. Ooh. I mean, they're 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 they've still got their marquee still has uh, buca de Pepa, for God's sakes it does, <laughs> but the um, media rose at the Mandalay Bay yeah. and the Mandalay Bay and the Luxor and Excalibur are all connected by a walkway, so it kind of makes sense. And then right down the what is the street that is it Tropicana?
3: You're better at that than I am.
1: Uh, that, I just stumble around. That you where you walk down Tropicana and you're right at Allegiant Stadium. I've never been to Allegiant Stadium. It's really nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, no surprise, that's where the Super Bowl is going to be. Anyway, Trent, let's uh, make our plays. Then we're going to get a break and come back and hook up with Frank Schwab mm-hmm. from YahooSports.com. Uh, you did mention Wisconsin and Nebraska is on your slate of games tonight. Who else is?
3: Well, we got one going on right now. If somebody wants to jump in, wait live a second. With there's us. a game that started this morning. Oh yeah, whenever you got a chance to bet Horizon League basketball that kicks uh, tips off at 11 a.m., you got to do it. And uh, we got Green Bay, minus 12. Remember that Green Bay team? How awful they were when Iowa State played them earlier this season? Was it? Was it? I don't know. Game remember. one. It, it was early this season. They game were one or two? They're it not, was game one. They got beat 85-44. I'm looking at right now. They're 9-3 and three in the horizon. Youngstown, who hasn't been good in basketball. Trent, in they're on top lifetime. of the horizon. Yeah, Youngstown stinks year after year. They're at top of the that league must be really bad that year. That aside, I laid 12 with Green Bay against Uwe Pooey. And what's the score? Uh, it's 11 right now, 62-61. Okay. So we're right around that number, and we're nip-tuck with about six minutes to play in that one. Speaking of the horizon, um, look at the bottom there as you're looking at the standings. Detroit hasn't won a game this year. Uh, they're 0-11, right. In conference play, 0-24, I believe, overall. 0-22. They welcome in Cleveland State. Cleveland State's okay for that league, middle of the pack. I only have to lay seven and a half. Now, and how, all, did you, how did you come up with this game? It's of just all games. It's just numbers. And the, when you crunch the numbers, yeah. these are the ones that jump out here. You don't here. care what the front of the jersey says. That's you, right. You, want, you go on the number. That's yep. how yep. you yep. do it. Yep. So we are going to go with Cleveland State minus seven and a half at Detroit. College of Charleston, UNC Wilmington. This is actually going to be a pretty good game. Uh, two of the top teams in the Colonial That's one to keep an eye on if you're looking for that under-the-radar team. Now it's a flow hoops game. A lot of times you'll see those on uh, CBS Sports Network. Unfortunately, not for this one. College of Charleston, we're going to lay the 4.5 at home. Give me Nebraska. I'm just going to play them on the money line. You can get a point. Uh, I got uh, an even number is what I found there on the muddy line. We will play that one. I think Nebraska gets Wisconsin. Look ahead factor with Purdue on deck. Nebraska, a different team at home. The way they shoot the basketball. A lot of variance with the Huskers and the way they shoot it and give up three-pointers. We'll go with Nebraska there and then wrap it up. Oregon State's getting ten and a half at UCLA. Mick Cronin has absolutely lost that Bruins team this year. They are lost. They have been devastated throughout the course of the year. So we got Cleveland State, College of Charleston, Nebraska, Oregon State, and one in the NBA. Give me Memphis. They are playing Cleveland back to back for the Grizzlies or for excuse me the Cavaliers. Grizzlies back at home. So we will grab the eight points. Okay, with the depleted Memphis. Grizzlies. We'll take a time out, come back and take you to
1: the end of the program. Hopefully Frank Schwab will join us on the NFL. Little NFL conversation coming up with our guy Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports.com. Ain't
3: nothing run by Green Bay. There you go. go. You're home free. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3
1: 1227.
3: Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing like I did to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, They'll provide you with an honest, free estimate, help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515 225 8866 six. for a free estimate or go online at Wolfbrooch radio great wings good food drinks and all the sports you could imagine on the TVs all in a place run by good people no you're not dreaming it's the chicken coop with three locations across the Des Moines Metro in Urbandale Ankeny and West Des Moines make the chicken coop your next stop for lunch a night out or the big game the chicken coop sports bar in grill on Meredith Drive in Urbandale or labor in Ankeny and Ashworth and 60th at dot com
0: get in on the action with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play enjoy the highest limits lowest takeouts and competitive betting menus download fund and bet from anywhere in Iowa Circa Sports Iowa sports betting the way it should be download your new bookie today visit CircaSports.com must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet have a gambling problem
3: of a lifetime Washer Systems of Iowa blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa features Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or you can find them online at washersystems.com Steve Believe it or not, baseball and fast pitch season is right around the corner. Now you can become a youth umpire with Iowa U S A sports officials and Central Iowa sports. Be around the game that you love and the greatest part-time opportunity ever where you can make great money. They offer on-field training and no experience required to apply. For more information to get back into the game, Well, the coaching carousel has stopped spinning. Bill Belichick,
1: Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel—all three of those left without a spot this year. You just wonder. Belichick will be 72 years old in in April. I beg your pardon. 72 years old in April. Might it be over for Belichick, or does he still have that itch? Once he gets an offseason behind him and he realizes what it's like, not the the grind that is the NFL and not everything that comes around with it, that's 72 years old, we'll see if he truly wants to go through this process one more time. Frank Schwab from YahooSports.com, he joins us. Frank, uh, thanks for finding time for us. Trenton, Cannon, Des Moines, we always appreciate it. Know you're busy. Uh, Belichick's going to be 72 in April. There's no spots left. He didn't get one of those. Those op- uh, you know, one of those head coach openings, he did not fill it. Have we seen the end of Bill Belichick as, a, as an NFL coach?
4: You know, I, I mean, take a step back real quick. The biggest surprise to me of the head coaching cycle was not necessarily a hire. It's the two guys who didn't get hired. Belichick, as you talked about, Mike Vrabel. Like, I, I wouldn't have thought that there was any chance that either of those guys would have been on the outside looking in, but they both are. And Belichick, Rable's going to get a job, whether it's Ohio State in a year or another NFL job or whatever. He's going to be fine. I, he's a heck of a head coach. He's going to get another job. Belichick, though, you're right. Like it, it all of a sudden becomes a question because of his age. And I guess you know we, we pretty much figured out that he wants power. And, and mm-hmm. it's it's going to be hard for a team to talk themselves into – giving him the kind of power he wants at his age because you know he's only there for two three years maybe and and there's also just a question of hey what's happened these past few years are are, are we seeing that you're maybe not as great as we thought i don't think so. i think he's great but I, there's got to be that question when you're hiring him so what's going to change in a year what, to your point next head coaching cycle in you know 11 and a half months why is a a team going to be excited about Bill Belichick another year down the road when they weren't excited about him now? I I'm I kind of have to think that Bill's done as an NFL head coach is cr- kind of crazy to me that the greatest of all time is you know getting passed over by guys like Brian Callahan or He Morris and Dan Quinn and I, I mean not that these guys are bad coaches but we're talking about a guy who has a legitimate argument as the greatest of all time, and, and he might not coach again, and not because of choice. So, yeah, I, if I had to guess right now, I'd say, yeah, he's probably done, which is crazy.
3: Which of the new hires, the new names that are out there, which one do you think is either set up the best or you just think is the best coach to become a head coach of the newbies?
4: <laughs> it's, none of them really, I'll be honest, none of them were like, whoa, that's that's just blowing my mind how good that is. Uh, But I will say, I do really like Mike McDonald, who went to the Seahawks. I think he's a really, really sharp guy, really good at devising a defense. I mean, the Ravens tied a franchise record in sacks, led the NFL in sacks, without an elite pass rusher. They don't have a T.J. Water or a Miles Garrett. It's just the scheme. The scheme is so good. And he comes from the John Harbaugh tree, and I think John Harbaugh's a heck of a head coach. And the Seattle Seahawks are not a bad team. They were in the playoffs two years ago. This past year, they could have easily made it. A couple bounces go their way. Mm -hmm. So... I think McDonald is really set up well. The youngest coach now in the NFL to have immediate success. I think that that was a really, really good hire by Seattle. I didn't. I didn't hate any of these hires. I didn't. I think Callahan's the one that I'm kind of. I just don't know enough about him. He could be great. I don't know. I didn't hate any of these hires though, but I didn't love any either. I wasn't jumping up and down. Even Harbaugh, I have my questions about because, look. When you're away from the NFL for nine years, that's a few lifetimes. It just changes so fast, the schemes, the personnel, everything, that it just, I worry if there's a concern that Harbaugh's going to fail in this job, it's that it's kind of Gruden 2.0, where you come back, you're a great coach, you have an NFL track record, but everything has changed. It takes you a while to just get reacclimated to the league after you've been gone that long. And that's why I, I just wonder if it's going to take Harbaugh some time, too.
1: Uh, since we're talking coaches, just one more. Uh, might there be an opening in Kansas City if the, if the Chiefs win? Andy Reid's going to be 66. Your thoughts?
4: I don't know. It's really hard to say until you really get Andy's thoughts on it. Uh, I mean, I can see why. Let's put it that way. He's go, Like you say, he's going to be 66. He's done everything, if they, especially if they win. At that point, you're, you're looking at a resume of – uh, just impeccable like he's a first ballot hall of famer. He already is. He's a first ballot hall of famer, but it, a third Super Bowl lifts you into a class. I believe there's only four guys who have who have won three Super Bowls, maybe it's five. It's you know who the names are. I mean it's it's Belichick and Noel, and you know, I mean the real tr- Joe Gibbs, the true titans of NFL history and Reed would enter that group. What else do you have to prove? I uh, but I also think Andy's kind of a football lifer. I don't get any sense that he doesn't enjoy the job. I don't get any sense that this is taxing on him. I think he truly, legitimately enjoys coaching football. So that's going to be a very, very interesting storyline during Super Bowl week to see how he handles it because surely he does not want to be a distraction. He's not going to announce that he's retiring after the game, but he's going to get asked about it and how does he handle it. I think that's a really kind of interesting subplot to Super Bowl week.
3: Frank, uh, well, i got to get this in here while well, we got you this week. We know we can talk about the game, but you do a lot more in the betting circles. So you got any props you already got circled? Anything that caught your eye?
4: Nothing yet. I, I mean, I'm uh, just kind of letting it all sink in. I'll, I'll probably make them late. But I-, I am intrigued by the fact that, everybody in the world seems to be on the Mm Chiefs. Everybody. And I'm just going to tell you guys, like, this is a secret of of sports betting. The house usually wins. Okay, like I know know most people don't (laughs) understand that, but I started the week by saying uh, I am leaning the Chiefs because of this and that and every other reason we know. The fact that, like, every single person in the world seems to be on the Chiefs leads me to believe, like, maybe the 49ers are the right side. Like, Mm -hmm. when has that ever worked out where, you know, I mean, there's what, five times as many money line bets on the on the Chiefs right now than there are on the 49ers, and 78% of the money on the point spreads on the Chiefs, and it's just crazy to me how people are just loading up on Chiefs bets, and you know how this usually works out in the end. Frank Schwab,
1: com. Frank, uh, f- thanks for finding a few minutes with uh, for us. We appreciate it. Enjoy Super Bowl week. We'll talk to you uh, periodically during the off season. Thank you, Frank Schwab, as always.
4: Absolutely, guys. I appreciate it. Yep,
1: Good to talk to you. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com as we check in on the Super Bowl. I've got one uh, prop. You do? I
3: love Tails. It's every year for me. Are you going to play it? Am I going to play it? I play it every year. (laughs) (laughs) And it's always Tails. It's always Tails? Yes. Um, Tails never fails. Is that what it was? Did Tails hit last year? I don't 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 remember. remember. (laughs) Who knows, Right throw 10 bucks on it, and then everybody at the party makes fun of me, and and away we go. And you're off and running. I'll I'll lay the minus 102 or 101 juice, Mm -hmm. just just for the joke of it. Just so you can be in the game. Yes, absolutely. Heads or tails
1: starts. And it's popular. It's incredibly popular. So are circus Squares. Check them out. They're available uh, on the app. Download the Circa app now. Circa Sports sponsors Trent's Play of the Day. Murph and Andy, they're coming up next. They've got a couple of keywords. uh, The Drive with Heather and Sean, they've got three keywords from 3 until 6. Every day starts off with the morning rush at 6 a.m. We're Miller and Condon weekdays from 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KX NL.